What's up, gamers? This is Chris, and thank you for joining us for episode 10, season 2 of Horton Brothers Grimm, a video game podcast. Episode and as usual, 10. joining me is a zombie of Scott and a zombie of Zach. What's up, fellas? Hey, what's hey. up? I'm no zombie, but I'm here. You'll catch them starring in a generic zombie game in the future. Who knows what it's going to be called? Um, um, and also, today is a special episode because we are having our first special guest of the season. And these two guys are pretty special. We got good friend who I do a, the Disney Tonic podcast with and known for 20 years now. It's our 20-year anniversary of knowing each other. It's great. Mm. My so, good friend, Wade. a long damn time. Up, Wade? It is a long time. Hello, ladies. Glad y'all have me on here. How damn, long have, ladies how, how here have you, How have you put up with him for 20 years, man? I mean, I know how we had to put up with him because we're his brothers. I mean, you had the option. What happened? Um, that's about the same time I started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. So you gotta drown it out. Haven't stopped since. I am highly entertaining as well. Still that in there. Okay, now we have another special guest. We got two special guests today. This guy I've known him for about thirteen years, and he is quite the guy. He has his own YouTube channel called Shook Fifty. And he also has top secret projects he won't tell anybody else about. What's up, Mr. Shook? How you doing, sir? What's up, guy? <laughs> What's in that underground bunker you have there, Shook? <laughs> mm -hmm. Underground bunker? Uh, I'm not sure my escape plans for, uh, to get out before year 20, apparently. It sounds like that's a good uh, idea to do. <laughs> gotcha. Well, I mean, we only got a few months left, so I'm, I'm going to need somewhere to go and hide. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's enough red bearings here for you. Oh, so I'll yeah. say there's gonna be plenty of red barons. You'll be fine. I'll take it. <laughs> he's got a he's got a toaster oven hooked up to a battery. It's gonna be great. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell, I mean, if it's gonna be nuclear, we just <laughs> put the pizza on top of the roof and then just pull it back down, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> See if it if it makes us grow any uh, new arms or legs or toes. Was well, the cheese will be bubbly at least? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so guys, thank y'all for being here with us. It's really awesome to have you. You're welcome. Uh, Zach and Scott, I was just going to go ahead and kick y'all off after this episode. Wade and Shook, you're, you're the new Horton Brothers Grimm. Welcome. <laughs> Is that a choice? Hey, Scott and Zach don't seem amused. Everybody, my Tuesdays have just freed up. <laughs> but today, guys, since we have two special guests, guess what? We're going to have five gaming topics today. So we're going to try a lot to get of games. as quick as possible. We're going to have two retro topics to two retro games. Wade's bringing us our first one called Crystallis, not Crystallis. Yeah, I was thinking Crystallis. If not? you called it Crystallis, I was thinking the T was silent anyway. I was wondering why it's called Crystallis instead of Crystallis, because I mean it clearly shows crystals in the game. Yeah, I don't know. I've called it Crystallis for almost thirty years, so yeah. you'll probably I'm, hear me. I'm with you uh, on that one. You'll probably hear me call it Crystallis a lot more. <laughs> I think it's like Cristal getting that early marketing in, you know? Right. right. How long has Cristal been around? Though? I mean, look that up. I'm not sure. And then we Don't also have, have another... Turn around of time there. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> the other retro game is going to be Gradius, and Scott is bringing us that topic today, so that's going to be fun. Sure, it's mm -hmm. not called Gradius? I'm pretty Gradius, sure it's Gradius. Gradius. I don't know. I'm pretty I'm sure just, it's Gradius. I'm just asking, just in case, you know, we get... <laughs> beat up by the Annunciation Police. 
It could be Gradius. <laughs> Grotius. I did read somewhere that the... Uh, the A is that, German. I did read somewhere in an article that they said it was Gradius, and it was spelled that way on purpose. It wasn't making fun of the way Japanese people pronounce Gladius. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We are banned. We are banned now. Our podcast will not be appearing in Japan. (laughs) Or China. Or any other Asian country. Hey, man, it was in the The Philippines will accept us. I thought the Philippines were like the Mexicans of Asia. No, 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 no. (laughs) Philippines are cool. They're good people. Well, that's what they say. I mean. So then, let's continue on. (laughs) Oh, man. Um and we got two present day topics today. The first one will be To the Moon, brought to us by Shook 50. It's one of his favorite games. Is that right, sir? Mm-hmm. And I'm very sure that it can't be pronounced any other way than To the Moon. <laughs> is, that a, is that a sequel to Earthbound? It's not, but... Well, damn it. To the Moan. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so a yeah, death guy really awesome. of Moron. I can vouch for that game as being one of my favorites as well. Shook's actually the one that got me to play it, and it's super great. I'm excited to talk about that game. And I will be bringing you the other present-day topic, which is going to be Super Mario Maker 2. It's a game I've been live-streaming a lot lately, and it's pretty popular, and uh, we'll talk about it a little bit. It's, it's really fun. Then our future game is a game that actually fits Zach perfectly. The, the title of this game is his personality. It's called Control. Okay, so we all struggle for control. It's just some of us are better at it than others. <laughs> better at the struggle or better at trying to... Oh, no, better at struggle. actually controlling people. I mean, stuff. I mean, <laughs> it, uh, situations, yes. Situational control. Yes. Situation. But that's a game called Control. I have no idea what it's about, so Zach, you're going to be teaching me something today. I always teach you something. Just, you know, just get ready. All right. Oh, I'm ready, my friend. All right, so guys, before we get started, real quick, make sure if you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Leave a comment. We would really love it. If you're on Spotify, make sure you just follow us on there. That helps us out a lot, getting extra followers. And you also can listen to our podcast at HortonBrothersGrim.com. If you're there, make sure you like it. That would be wonderful. And if you're on another service, just do whatever they do on there. To, that's a positive thing to do for us. We would really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. All right, so we're ready to start it off. Let's go uh, to Wade with Crystallis. Pour up a little glass and everybody kick back and chill out and listen to Wade. Give us the breakdown, baby. All right, again, thanks, guys, for having me on this podcast. I have uh, haven't been in the video game game in a while, not since having a child. But that's the end of his segment. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wade. Uh, we'll see you. But anyways, guys, my uh, my game of choice was Crystallis. Uh, made in 1990, as an action RPG game produced by SNK, specifically for the NES system. So it's just 8-bit of just awesomeness. Hell's but yeah. the, uh, the gameplay is pretty much like any RPG. It's top-down perspective, much like Zelda. Um, player can move in eight directions. One button action to use your sword, a second button to use um, whatever you got equipped, magic spells or or like potions. Um, so and and pretty much the gist of the game is is it takes place in a post-apocalyptic world in 2097. That would be 100 years after the end day, 
which, believe it or not, was October 1st, 1997. Oh, wow. So hmm. why they chose to end the world seven years after they produced this game is beyond me. <laughs> Could at least have went, you know, like 60 years or, or something. They didn't have much plan for sequels. Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, they, were, they were like, ah, fuck it. We'll just, well, we'll I just guess say it could be one of those Final Six Fantasy situations. Like, uh, we spent all our money. We fucking hope it does good. <laughs> they had yes. yogurt show up. Merchandising, merchandising. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But anyways, it, it takes the, it starts 100 years after 1997. So 2097. It's um, a long time. Where, yeah, it is. But you, uh, you awaken from a cryogenic sleep and uh, that you were placed there by the villains of the Great War before, or they call it the Nuclear War. Uh, even though he is unable to recall his name or who he is, he discovers that he may be the key to saving the world from destruction. Um, along his adventure, he's, he's aided by four wise sages, which I cannot pronounce their name, but I'll try. Zebu, Tornail, Asina, and Kensu. Um, and primarily learning magic spells, gathering information about the world, and the cool thing about it is, is you can communicate telepathically with them throughout the entire game at any point um, in the game. So you don't have to actually just, yeah, you don't have to locate them. Just use your telepathic skills and whatever advice oh, they give you. So I want to telepath somebody like Zebu. That's how I would call him. Sort of and like South Park did with the Amazon owner. Mm-hmm. but anyways at the beginning of the game you're given the sword of wind um and your your adventure is to find the other swords which would be wind (laughs) fire water and thunder Uh that's right um so what my hair with it yeah once you find the the uh the other swords then that then you get the legendary sword crystallis nice yep so throughout the adventure, there's there's reoccurring bosses um, known as Dragonia's Finest Four. Uh, it's a compromise of General Kabelsky. I don't know how to say that dude's name. Sabera the Witch, the Swordman of Mado, and Carmine the Wizard. Um, most of them you will you'll face twice throughout the adventure to uh, to get to the ultimate boss, which is called Dinah. And it's a it's a machine. So the uh, the game on the NES had some some success. Uh, Ten years after, they actually released it for the Game Boy Color. Um, kind of a revamped game, new sound system to it, um, and then it actually re-released uh, in 2018 as part as part of SNK's 40th anniversary collection on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, sweet. And it came out this year, earlier this year, for the PlayStation 4, part of that same 40th anniversary collection, hmm. which I thought was pretty pretty slick. 40th anniversary? Yeah. The SNK's 40th anniversary? I'm assuming so. Well, SNK was, yeah, that'd be right, because they were founded in 1978. Wow. Um, most notable for their arcade machines, handheld games, and the Neo Geo. Oh my God, Neo Geo! Did anybody here own a Neo Geo? No, I didn't own one, but we played 
Played the Neo Geo arcade machines. Samurai Showdown. Cause I've never even seen a Neo Geo. I've never even seen one in person. I've seen one when I used to work at a place called Babbage's. Oh, Babbage's. Oh, yeah, that was back in the day, huh? Long time ago. I remember Babbage's felt like it was like really clean. It was like bright white in there. Mm-hmm. Well, the the place was you know set up as uh, you could buy computer components in there as well as games. So, not just toys or collectibles. Mm-hmm. Sorry, collectibles. <laughs> That's right. It's collectibles. Guys. I guess once you get past the age of thirty, they're collectibles. They they stop yeah. being called toys. You better right? be collecting them and, and hoping they save up some money because <laughs> women ain't gonna go for that shit. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll have a hundred collectibles in my house. Oh, I forgot to say penis. My bad. You oh my collected a hundred <laughs> penises. Um, yeah. Mm. Once Damn the authorities brother. hear this, I do not know his address, but <laughs> I can give you his what name. What happens on this either. podcast while you didn't shook? Sorry, guys. <laughs> I told him I before you got in here. Yeah, I mean, you know, d- dick and fart jokes, that's his bread and butter, man. <laughs> and farts. <laughs> and it's his new Nutella. Oh, fart butter is delicious. i say that. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> we'll get back to this game here. <laughs> Tangent. Um, yeah, exactly. So IGN and GameSpot both rated this game an eight out of ten. All right, so I'm going to pause uh, you right there. Uh, we can't read anything that says IGN. Okay. Well, then NGI <laughs> rated it an eight out of ten. Plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, Nintendo Power Magazine uh, rated it a 4 out of 5 based on graphics, sound, challenge, uh, play control, and theme. Oh, so, nice. And that, was actually, that was actually issue 12 back in 1989, 1990, something like that. Sounded like somebody at Nintendo Power was just a little salty because they couldn't beat the game. <laughs> I gotta, why would, my question is this. I've always, I've always wondered this about Nintendo Power. Nintendo Power... Why in the world would you rate any of your games below a five out of five? I know, five? right? Every game you got is great, right? <laughs> Who it's knows? Like, well, we got this game coming out next month. It's a two out of five of what, shit. Then it wasn't a, it wasn't, um, what do you call it, first party? That was third party game. Is why. Oh, well, yeah. I would just yeah, say but it, it was, but it was made exclusively for the NES, so. I mean, there wasn't really anything else out there. Was if you want to fucking play Frogger or something, you know, on Atari. It just don't make sense, is all. <laughs> I, I agree with that. But I'm just saying that, you know, they also probably didn't want to see, you know, like, oh, we're better than you, that type of deal. Because they also don't like calling their uh, stuff like gaming consoles. They like to call it entertainment, you know, shit like that, entertainment systems. Well, the reason they called it entertainment systems is because at the time, video games had a bad stigma in well, the, at that time when the NES came out. Um, because yep. even now, game, though, they don't like to call No, it. I know now. I'm just saying, but they kept that tradition, yes. But back then, they did it because they didn't want people to think it was a video game. They wanted to say, oh, this is an entertainment system. This is this has got toys. That, it's got interactive robots and crap, you know. They wanted it to be an appealing. Cause people were scared of video games at that point. Like, didn't think that their kids should be playing them. And it was the market had crashed. Mm-hmm. They still games. think that. It's all the yeah, these, that these are the did. same. These are the same people who used to say that the personal, the the home PC, the home computer, the personal computer wouldn't ever get off the ground. And now look at the world. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. Shook, what was you saying? I was just saying uh, a lot of that video game crash was because of all the bloatware that Atari was making. E.T. Yeah, E.T. <laughs> yeah, I remember the, I remember seeing yeah. a video where they had done like a uh, what what's the dog food commercial? There's like a dog food that made an Atari game, and it was sold. <laughs> so they were just making games of everything, and it was all crap. So they were wow. like, why would we keep buying this crap? We'll go do other things, like listen to records what, and stuff. What kind of system was an Atari? Was it What was that, like a 4-bit? 8-bit? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. 2-bit? <laughs> Six-pence? I don't know. I mean, you get a shave and a haircut with it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Atari's the gra- five bits. The graphics five bits were horrible. I mean, of course, I mean, it was just pixels on the screen. Right. It was uh, eight bits internally, but it could only could produ- it could only produce five bits externally. Oh wow, <laughs> twenty six hundred. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, eh, we're just gonna give it uh, a little over half. So <laughs> wait on Crystallis. Yep. Has there been any other? Like games related to the story or anything like that out there? Did you know of? Yeah, they uh, they're doing some research. I don't know if any of you guys remember the uh, NES game Star Tropics. Yes, I yeah. remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very similar to that. Um, of course, you know it was modeled like most games back then after Zelda. Um, but yeah, it was it most resembled Star Tropics in the way it played and the uh, the kind of. Uh, uh, stuff you had to go through. I can't think of the right word I'm trying to say, but the things that you had to go through to complete your tasks mm. and and get to the ultimate boss. So was there any kind of um, individual stat customization or did you just level up? Did everything level up as your experience, as you gained yeah. XP? Yeah, so your experience, yeah, as you, as you killed your... Uh, beasts or the npcs then yeah you gained experience you also did have the options to outfit yourself with different types of armor so as it you know it had the same rpg feel where you go into a shop buy your stuff equip your stuff move on and then as your xp grew your health grew your uh your attack grew uh as, as long as you leveled up yeah so it was very similar yeah so monsters didn't get more difficult as you got leveled up. You could just you leveled up, you were more powerful. Or did it try to balance it out? Like some games do that, you know, they level up the monsters with you. I don't believe so. Now the cool thing was is there were some there were some bosses and some uh, beasts that could only be uh, harmed using certain swords. Like I said, you had the four swords and then you had the crystallis at the end. So certain certain bosses you had to use certain swords to to deal damage, um, even further in the game. And then there were some some places you couldn't get. Well, for instance, like if you had to cross a river, uh, you would have to use the wind sword to create a cooler wind to freeze a bridge per se. Yeah, you know, just crap like that. So as far as the the bosses went, you had to fight them with a certain element. I mean, Correct. That's similar. That's a similar mechanic, Zach. Similar mechanic. <laughs> hear me. <laughs> similar mechanic to what you did in uh, Mega Man. You had to, as you defeated each boss, you got their weapon, and then no, you used that particular weapon. 
That's fine. And used it against certain no. certain enemies, yeah? So you kill one of the bosses and you gain some of their abilities? Is that what you're saying? I said it was similar, Zach. It's not similar at all. It's similar. You have to use no. a certain kind of thing to kill them. No. Wampum was like Mega Man. Wampum. <sighs> Literally, that's anyway. So you're saying that Mega Man and Crystallis are direct games. They relate to each other. Got you. <laughs> I said um, the mechanic was similar. <laughs> I, I don't understand how the mechanic is similar when it's a specific weapon that you acquire from other enemies. So you absorb a power, not pick up a sword. I said the mechanic was similar, not the weapons. I don't, I don't know about that. Or the abilities. Oh my god. Piece of steel. So <laughs> nothing nothing uh absorbent about it. So Wade, you did send a link you are you attached a link here for the soundtrack. Um did you get a chance to look up anything about who composed it or anything like that? No, I did not. Gotcha. Just rocked it out in the car the other day. That's about it. <laughs> when you're looking at some of these forums and stuff, when you read about games, they have all these like advertisements at the bottom. One of them is lift saggy skin. <laughs> mm. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, it's like, you know, old people are reading this shit. I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I did look a little bit into it. I listened to the, when you, the link. I clicked on it and uh, definitely has great music. Uh, if you love eight bit music, of course, like I do, it's it's fantastic to listen to. Have um, you ever composed? heard some music that was current, but they changed it to eight bit? Yes, it's actually pretty it. cool. <laughs> to me, that is like really really cool. I know that one of the composers I can remember his name was Yoko Osaka, and I've seen his name throughout through some. I've, I've seen his names through research we've done for other stuff, but. He's one of the composers, which I thought, was like, hey, these guys, they get around. And he was the main one, Yoko Osaka. He was their main composer for this game. So, you know, there's a big, uh, there's still a big community out in the in the internet that they do nothing but 8-bit music. They'll compose it on, like, Game Boys and things. It's really cool. That's nuts. How do you compose yeah, it on a Game Boy? I don't know. I'm not sure how they do it, honestly, but they do it on a Game Boy, like an original black and white Game Boy. Holy shit. People do some crazy oh. stuff musically. I saw a thing where there's a guy who makes like hand parts, like. But he does music that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, it was I'm pretty weird. I'm not exactly sure what that was, but all right. <laughs> it's like when you squeeze your Did head. You hit your head. head. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> wow oh, love it shook that's a snap fact. three times if you're okay <laughs> that is a armpit factoid i did not was gonna didn't know he was gonna get no hands the hands not the armpit the hands well still yeah it's weird <laughs> so is the fart noise with your armpit <laughs> is it the same as <laughs> oh my god is it the same as snapping your fingers <laughs> That's sounded great. more like a queef than it did a <laughs> fart to me. Yeah, that's just weird. Mm, I guess it's all air passage. Yeah, it's a queef in C minor. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> <laughs> that's your uh, that's your high school nickname, right? 
Oh my gosh. Well, Chris Stylus, does anybody else have anything to add on this wonderful game? Because I've got to play this game now, by the way. I have you played never it. played this, dude? Mm-mm. Oh, I've only, I don't know much about it. I only vaguely remember seeing the name on a box somewhere. So so he hasn't played Chris Stylus, but he's played Daydreaming Davey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? We were hired as hitmen to kill that game. We know this. Oh, my God. They dream it. Dave, it was awful. They, we, it was brought to us by some people at church, and they said, we cannot beat this game. Yeah. And we beat I mean, it. we did. We we beat it, but it was awful. I mean, it was. Oh, it was a terrible game. But we proved that we were true gamers because we could beat the hell out of that game. Daydreaming Davey. That's one I never heard of. Okay, so oh, yeah, it's about this watch kid Ava. that's sitting in school and is daydreaming about shit. And he's like all the time having to fight this knight in armor. I'm like, mm. come on, yeah. I mean, you get you can dream something better. Mm-hmm. He dreams himself fighting ca- as a cowboy, fighting a yeah, gang one's... leader. He fight, dreams himself as a somebody in Greeks and Greeks. Basically, he's learning somebody. history in school, and he falls the fuck asleep sitting mm-hmm. there staring at the screen, or he has ADD or something. I don't know. Uh, one of the two. Yeah, it's a pretty stupid game, but it's an angry video game nerd did a, a, an episode on I'm it. Sure, he did. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. I remember saying that. Yeah, it's really good. Probably all right, gets well, mad at think... all the glitches in that game. Why do you feel like you've wrapped up Crystallis, sir? I think I've wrapped it up, my man. All right. Well, what we can do now, guys, we're going to go to a short break here because we've got five segments. It'll be something. Probably a soundtrack spotlight. Scott, that I think Scott's going to do one. This I episode. may make you I'm some music for, for something. I don't know. Yeah, and then the outro. If you hear any outro intro music, it's probably from Zach. So, yeah, good stuff from Zach. Appreciate you doing those. Yeah. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk about Gradius. Scott has prepared us some notes and uh, enjoy the soundtrack spotlight. This is probably from Scott because he's doing one this episode. Scott, I just let you know that you're doing one this episode. Oh wow! Thanks and, for the heads up. Hey, good luck. You're welcome. Hey guys, we'll see you after, right after this break. Thank you. Hey there, listeners. Scott here with Horton Brothers Grimm. Welcome to another edition of Soundtrack Spotlight. This Soundtrack Spotlight is brought to you by our website, HortonBrothersGrimm.com. Go to HortonBrothersGrimm.com and find links to our channels on YouTube and other locations you can find the podcast. This edition of Soundtrack Spotlight, we're going to be talking about a game called Gradius. Gradius was released April 25th, 1986 with a soundtrack composed by Miki Higashino. Ms. Higashino produced soundtracks for games such as Life Force, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Contra 3, and Double Dribble the Playoff Edition. The soundtrack for Gradius was fantastic in my opinion. I really enjoyed playing this game and it had a lot to do with the soundtrack. The game was hard. I mean super hard. So having some good music was important for this game. Anyway, so the first track I'm going to bring you today is called Challenger 1985. It's from Stage 1, and it goes a little something like this. Okay, hope you enjoyed the track from Stage 1. Now, Stage 2's track was called Beat Back. Enjoy.
right, that was the music from Stage 2. Hope you enjoyed that track. Now, the final track I'm going to let you listen to today is called Final Attack. It is from Stage 7 of Gradius. So, here it is. Give it a listen. That's my edition of the Soundtrack Spotlight for this episode. I believe Chris is going to bring you another edition of the Soundtrack Spotlight to talk about some of the other video games we're discussing in today's episode, so stick around for that. All right, this edition of Soundtrack Spotlight has been brought to you by HortonBrothersGrim.com. You can find links to anywhere you want to find us on the web at HortonBrothersGrim.com. Now, let's get you back to the show. All right, gamers, we are back for segment two of this five-segment podcast. So, yes, hope you it's gonna have be a long, long time night. to listen. <laughs> but the first segment was awesome. Thank you, Wade, for bringing us some information about Crystallis, dude. That was great. And it was a wonderful game. I enjoyed it. And I will be playing it soon. Now we're going to talk about a game that I did play as a lot as a kid because we owned this game, one of the first games we had. Yep. Um this game is called Gradius, and Scott, I'll let you take it away, my friend. All right, so Gradius was developed and published by Konami. It was released for the platforms Arcade, Famicom, NES, the MSX, I have no idea what that was, and the PC Engine. All right, it was a side-scrolling shooter, and it had several release dates. May 29, <laughs> 1985 for Arcade. April 25th, 86 for the NES, July of 86 for the MSX, and November of 1991 for the PC Engine. What's an MSX? I have no I don't idea. I know, but it's a system made Japanese by Sony. Japanese computer. Oh, was it, was, it a Sony? Yeah. It was made by Sony, and uh, like their Castlevania was called Vampire Killer. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's very on the nose. Yeah. And it, uh, what's this game about? He's a vampire killer. What's what we it, shall call it? It was made by Microsoft. And so, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. It was announced by Microsoft on June 16th, 1983. Oh, wow. Very interesting. And it looks like it was Japan only. It was an ASCII right. 2 system. Or oh, ASCII. Okay. ASCII system. So, fuck them. <laughs> and it was before Nintendo Family Computer. So, oh, okay. So there's that information for you. I never heard of MSX. I mean, I- Me either, so I'm glad I read that. Now I have uh, stuff that could be useful gone and more useless shit in my <laughs> mind. <laughs> well, you know, that's the way that is. Yep, cookie crumbles. And then I get pissed off because I want to eat the cookie. Mm-hmm. So anyway, like I said, Grady- Gradius was a side-scrolling shooter. The... Uh, the player controls a spaceship called the Vic Viper, and you have to battle through waves of enemies to collect power-ups to be able to destroy the enemies faster. And oh the boss. God. And the bosses, yes. A uh, menu at the bottom of the screen gives the player the options to choose from to add better weapons or to speed up the movement capabilities of the ship. And I would like to add, if you hit the wrong fucking button after you've got all the power-ups, it does take them away, and it's shitty. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it blows. 
And uh, the player also has the ability to choose a random power-up or to select an item in the menu called Option. Option, interestingly enough, gives a maximum of two little, I don't know, automated Familiars. That, yeah, they circle and cycle around the ship as you move. And they get to use whatever weapons you tell them. I guess, isn't it whatever weapons you tell them? It's, it's what I remember. Well, no? it's whatever you have equipped. So if you have the missiles, like the ground missiles equipped, it'll drop mm. ground missiles and your regular bullets. Right. Um, the shield will only go on the front of your ship, not the actual uh, options. Right, right. Well, they... I can't remember, Zach. Do the options... can They, they can get destroyed from damage. Is that right? No. No, mm-hmm. I didn't think so. No, they only, it, it would, they only they go would away only get when destroyed you die. if you get killed. Right. Right. So anyway, uh, I think we yeah, we we covered that part. So the object of the game is of course to reach the end of the last stage and destroy the main boss. The problem is getting to the last stage. Gameplay on the North American release for the NES is very difficult. GameSpot called yes. Gradius one of the toughest side-scrolling shooters on the console. The only game because you was, only have four directions, <laughs> right? The only game that was tougher than Gradius was Contra. Oh God, Contra really? was awesome though. Well, yes, see, but Contra was awesome. wasn't. You're not supposed to use the Konami code. Yeah, right. So, see, Gradius was the first game to allow the player to use the Konami code. Yeah. By inputting the game, inputting the code while it was paused, the player gets all the power-ups, almost all the power-ups. And this was the first game, like, well, I just said that. It's the first game to allow that. So the power-ups you did not get when you entered the code was the speed-up. Right. Yeah, you had to do that on your own. You had to do that by collecting little pods. And don't do too much because you'll fuck yourself. Really. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You move too fast, you slam into a wall. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, one of the toughest things about that game mm-hmm. was uh, not knowing what is ahead. Yep. Because it was it was continuously moving from what left to right. Yeah, left mm-hmm. to right, and it, it it never stopped. You had to constantly move and dodge and shoot. It uh, it was a tough game, man. It was tough. It was uh, the code later was added to several other Konami and NES releases, uh, Contra. Contra, of course, and then uh, I think the other Gradius, other installments in the Gradius series. You could use the code for. You know, various things. There was also... Uh, did Gyrus have that? or, or No, what? Gyrus didn't have the Konami code. Oh, what code did it have? It didn't have a code as far as I can remember. You sure? I, think uh, it I remember it uh, having a code. Unless oh, you used the Game Genie. Oh, it was Game Genie. Genie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if you used the Game Genie, you could input codes on that game. Now, uh, Gradius, it was well-received by critics. Uh, well, Zach's not going to like this, but IGN gave the game a rating of 7 out of 10. Hey, stop <laughs> swearing on this fucking podcast. <laughs> uh, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> Dang, hell if I know, man. Shook, what do you think about it? What, Gradius or IGN? Fuck I, it what, all. Fuck it all, man. Shook, what the hell, man? <laughs> I mean, there's so many fucks getting thrown around right now. I know, right? Why? Say. Fuck in, guys. Why say. Don't drop the F-bomb anymore. Those three letters together, why? This lady's about to be out of town for three weeks. Get your fuck in there. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, Scott, there was a cheat code for Jairus. Really? Mm hmm. It was. 
A, B, right, left, right, left, uh, all that shit. It was just like a mixed up <laughs> Konami code. Right, left, right, left. All it was shit. A, B, right, left, right, left, down, down, up, up. Oh, that's right. It was backwards. You got the back. You had yeah. to use the Konami code backwards. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think if I if I go back and listen to the episode we talked about Gyrus, that I probably said that. <laughs> Wouldn't give you 30 lives. Right. Because so there was no continues in that game. You just fucking did it. That's correct. And you only had, what, three ships 30. to start? You get, yeah, three to start with, or you put the cheat code in and get 30. And even mm. if you did have 30, it's more than likely you would still not make it to the end. Right. But anyway, let's continue talking about gradings. Uh, the soundtrack to this game was fantastic, in my opinion. I really liked it. It was it was really, I don't know, it was another one of those great 8-bit soundtracks you guys Hell, That's the only about. thing you heard for hours on end. You had the... Mm. Advantage controller just sat in the floor, would never let anybody touch it. <laughs> well, I wanted it to, I wanted it to function for as long as possible. Is the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the while he's slamming it on the speaker that we sat it on. <laughs> uh, well, you know, if I destroyed it, then you know, I only had myself. Oh, it's perfectly to blame. fine. Yeah, that's what I happened. only had. I only had myself to blame, so it was no big deal. Uh, composer was. Uh, Mickey Higashino. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, um, wait a second. Let's just get a. Is that an abbreviation right? for Ni- <laughs> next door Nikki? I mean, what's up? I have no idea. Not Mickey. Ni- not Nikki. Mickey. Oh, as Mickey. In, you know, as in Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. You're so fine. Yeah, you, you make music. It's a great time. No, I think it's uh, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. He's. Okay, um, I'm sorry. He's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, my favorite level, my favorite stage of this game was the Moai stage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I loved the, I just, I liked the way that stage looked. You need to explain that, to people what a Moai is. Well, the, the Moai stage, well, they called it the Moai stage because there were, um, images of the, no, there were the heads from Easter Island, if anybody's oh, familiar yeah, with one. that. Yeah. And, and they, they had them situated in different positions, either, ju- you know, they're coming down from the ceiling or, or sticking up out of the floor on the bottom of the, you know, the stage. And then there were different spots where you had to fly around them. And then they I mean, shot shit at you. Yeah. Mad. They, 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 they shot, uh, energy circles, energy weapons out of their, out of the mouths of the statue heads. And it was, it was pretty cool, man. That, that stuff got hairy. It, it, it got tricky pretty quick. And a lot of these stages you could actually skip at the very beginning after you kill all, or after all of the the basic waves where you get the little power up things. Mm-hmm, and if you mm-hmm. get in the top uh, top right corner, sometimes it'd warp you all the way to the boss. Right. Yep, that was pretty cool. Uh, there was, yeah, the different um, the different releases, the different versions of the game. Uh, take the um, the MSX version of this game. It actually had. Uh, an extra stage that had um, that console that that machine exclusive enemies. There were different enemies to fight on there than what were on the NES. And the NES actually had uh, there were changes made to the NES from the arcade version. The arcade version you actually had four options. You know you could get oh, four man. little pods instead of just two because you only got Screw two this. on the NES. Yeah. We got ripped off there. Guarantee you they were trying to keep the frames kind of decent because there's mm. always shit all over the place. Yep. Yep, that's right. Um, this game actually was one of the... was was the game that uh, 
the phrase destroy the core that's where that came from. this this game is where that came from because some of the bosses you had to you yes. know you'd fly in and you'd have to destroy the core inside the boss you had to beat their barrier down first mhm yeah and so that's where that came from um personally i recommend this game to anybody that likes this kind of this genre this you know the side scrolling shooter with the you only get to move up, down, back, up, up, down, forward, and backwards. I mean, you don't really want to move forwards if you can help it, because you run right into the shit that you're trying to dodge. It's uh, it's a super, super challenging game. I mean, it, use the Konami code; it helps some, but yeah, you still but it doesn't die. guarantee you're going to win. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's one thing about it. I, I remember using the code on this game, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to be a badass now." And, <laughs> and it'd just be dead <laughs> yep. and it's like damn it I love this game though love this game Yeah, this game was a lot of fun man it uh, it took up a lot of hours it helped us wait, helped us helped us waste a lot of time when we were it was either that or build a tree house so <laughs> yeah you didn't want to build too many tree houses Mm-mm. especially not on so somebody well. else's land um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So, yeah. Shook or Wade, you guys got anything to ask or talk about on this game? Y'all have any experience with this game? I've seen it played and uh, I mentioned in videos, but I haven't actually ever played it myself. I'm not a not a, a shooter type, uh, not uh, type player. So, but it, for but from what I remember, yeah, I agree with the, with it being a pretty awesome game. Yeah, and I remember playing it back in the day vaguely, um, even though it wasn't kind of my forte. I probably got pissed off and started playing Crystallis or something. <laughs> like, screw this shit, man. <laughs> so the first time I remember playing this game was actually at the arcade. I played it at, uh, at the pool hall there oh, in Mantachi. Yeah. That was the first time I played it, and then we had it on the, the Nintendo. You know they had uh, Tetris near it too, man. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't it yeah, the same game right. as 1949 or something like that? No. No, that's a, that's a top-down top down shooter, not a, not a side-scrolling. Even though they were fun. Right, they were fun. Uh, a game that was similar to this was Defender. Oh, punch out. No, Defender. <laughs> Defender? Yes, Defender was similar to this. What about Asteroids? Asteroids, no. Why not? You fly around shooting shit. But it's not a side-scroller. Oh, you can if you go out of the side and come back in the other side. Yeah, scroll but that's, across. that's a wraparound. That's not a side scroll. Eh, similar. No. I could use a reach around. I mean, well, wraparound's cool. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's not yeah. selfish, boys and girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Greatest, seriously, is one of my games that I can think back to as a kid and rem- just remember playing it. It's like... And it was a good moment. See, even though it was very difficult, it made my ass pucker <laughs> difficult. Okay. Um, moving but on. it was still really fun. Good game. It was. It was, like? a, it was a great game. This one and uh, this one and Gyrus were actually two of my favorites on the NES. Craziness. So does anybody else have anything to add to Gradius? No, I think I'm good. Everybody, I've never it. beaten right. this game before, so do it. I should play it and beat it now, but I doubt I could. 
It's still a hard game. It hasn't changed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. It's a, it's a hard game to play. It just gets worse. All right, well, we'll, we'll take a little break here. We're going to... This time, there won't be any kind of commercial segment. We're just going to go straight into the next one. It'll be a little bit of music kind of taking you to the next segment. But uh, enjoy it. We're going to be talking about present-day game, and it's called To the Moon Shook. Should we bring it to us? And we'll see you in just like five or six seconds, I guess. All right, gamers, we're back again. Again, that was like a five-second break from us, but uh, we're here for the first present-day topic presented to us by Shook. And Fitty. Shook. You forgot to This Fitty. game is to, called To the Moon. This is a really fantastic game, and uh, Shook, I will take it away, my friend. Y'all, you, baby. All right. Uh, I'll try not to screw this up. <laughs> um, <laughs> You'll do fine. Yeah, To the Moon, it uh, it was released on uh, November 1st, 2011. Uh, it is mostly only available on PC, but they have recently put it out on iOS and Android. Um, developer it, The developer company is Freebird Games, but it's basically one guy named Ken Gal. I believe I've seen Leonard Skinner. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, it's K A N G A O, and he did basic uh, almost everything uh, as far as the game goes. Nice for the programming uh, story. Most uh, most of the music. Um, so shook on this game was he? It's good. I think it'll be fun. Uh, good to mention that it is. Uh, well, how he created it. I know you're going to talk mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, it's, guess, uh, I... it was made in RPG Maker. Nice. Which mm-hmm. version do you do you know? Is it the first RG, RPG Maker or was it like part two? Mm, probably like RPG Maker 30. X or V. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember the, yeah. the different RPG Makers. So, but. Yeah, they, they made a bunch of them. I remember mm-hmm. uh, there was one um, for like what? Regular uh, PlayStation. And shit like that. It was pretty crazy back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it was uh, for, for the uh, PC, considering that's what the uh, game has primarily been out on. Right, of course. Um, but I know there's like multiple versions of uh, RPG Maker, but yeah, it, uh, so yeah, it plays like an RPG, but it's more of a point-and-click adventure. Uh, you can use your mouse, yeah, but I, I, I chose to use keyboard. Uh, just works a lot easier, and uh, you play these a uh, couple of scientists, uh, uh, Neil Watts and uh, Eva Rosaline, and uh, they work for this company that they go into people's memories, uh, people who are dying. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, like I, w- I was actually thinking about it before the podcast, like. What happens if they die? Kind of like suddenly, do they get? Do people get the deposit back? I don't. I don't know. But it's like if, <laughs> if you're like extendedly in a coma or on your deathbed, they can do their work. They have the time. Uh, oh my god! But yeah, if you have like any regrets, uh, wishes that you didn't have fulfilled or whatever, they can go in there and like, trace back. You know what? Why you wanted that to be fulfilled, and then like be able to like change the memory to where it would like uh to where your subconscious would just generate your whole life for you you know 
Right. And, of course, uh, you change one thing in the past, all your memories change in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, the way that they would make it believable is that it be what your own brain would be coming up. Nice. <laughs> Okay. So uh, it that's that's the way they worked. Uh, the way they worked. Yeah. In this uh, in this game, there's a guy named Johnny who he's on his deathbed and he wants to go to the moon. Uh, he he said he's always wanted to go to the moon, but he, he doesn't know why. So they have to like they actually it's go for through cheese, the- man. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Got to make a sandwich. <laughs> But yeah, they uh, yeah they go backwards through his memories. Like you, uh, I'm going to have to be careful not to because I mean the gameplay is the story, so I don't want to say too much, you know, um, because it does have some interesting story bits. Oh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, they they go backwards through his life, like uh, like they you see actually him mourning his wife's death, and you see. Like a little bit before that, and you can see that she's had some medical troubles, and then it just keeps going back and back and back. Uh, as you progress through the game, uh, you see like them, you know, get married, and then how they met, and stuff like that. It's but you see it in reverse. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool idea, and it's actually kind of a cool little gimmick where. You put like your mouse cursor up at the begin up up at the top of the screen. It uh it like shows your position in uh, in like his life. Like it goes like from old man, kind of old man, so, middle age. So basically, it shows a timeline of where you're at in there, mm-hmm. uh, up at the top. That's exactly. Sweet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really well done. Yeah. Oh yeah, most most definitely good. Uh, yeah, like the like I said, the story is most the gameplay is mostly point and click like uh the way it works you jump into a memory and you need a thing to to get to the next accessible memory and you have to find these items there it's really simple you normally just mostly walk around the uh area and you find something that looks like it's important (laughs) and you uh click on it Mm -hmm. yeah it's like yeah, exactly what you described. Like it's not trying to. This game gives you a few puzzles and things, but uh, it's not trying to like really like make you push too hard or try like fail. It just wants you to gives you a few little things, obstacles in the way, basically mm-hmm. that you take. They're not hard though. Oh yeah, yeah. The, oh, the probably the most challenging. Probably the most challenging thing is unlocking the mementos. That that is how you yeah. kind of get from. Memory to memory, uh, you find the items that unlock the memento, and you, there's like this like little tile flipper puzzle thing. <laughs> it's it's like you're not limited to how long, how many times. It, there's like a perfect score over on the side to you know if, if you really want to to try hard, at it, <laughs> but there's no like, nothing you know you know fell state on it. Um. But yeah, you just kind of like uncover the picture and you're like, and flip the tiles over until all the, uh, like all the tiles in a column or row or whatever until it's uh, uncovered. And yeah, that's basically the, that's that's the most gameplay part of it. <laughs> um, and uh, 
yeah, like, like I said, I don't want to get too much into the story because there's, you know, I don't want to say too much for people who hadn't played it, you know, because it, because it, it, that's the, that's a, the fun part of the game is uncovering like, ooh, what's wrong with her, you know, why, sh why are these people making decisions that they're making, you know, <laughs> because you see the outcomes of the decision before you actually see the decision made, you know, <laughs> so, um, and, uh, yeah, um, and the soundtrack is a really uh, great part of the game. Uh, like I said, uh, the guy who programmed it, uh, Kangal, he did most of the uh, soundtrack. Uh, it's almost all music, uh, all uh, piano. Nice. And he he did he did all the piano tracks and uh, some very good work. Very. Uh, you know, there's some like happy tunes and stuff, but there's some very uh, uh, emotional, you know, um, uh, tunes in it too. And uh, but there was a lady who, uh, her name is Laura Shigahara, and she's she's done some uh, music for other games like uh, Plants vs Zombies, and she's actually made her own game uh, too. You know, she she's actually a game developer. Along with being music, you know, musically talented, but she did. Uh, she wrote a song and performed it uh, in one of the uh, more uh, emotional scenes in the game. So, uh, yeah, soundtrack is definitely an important part of it. Oh, the soundtrack to this game is one of the best soundtracks to any game. Period. I would it, agree. It fits. It just fits it. I mean, it's it's perfect. It's it does, like you said. It's emotional. Like the the music it plays just hits you, man. What the, what's going on? It's just it's perfectly timed, and very well done. How how long does it take to beat this game? Should what would you say? How long does it take to for someone who would just just be playing on a casual day? Mm, when I when I glanced on the website earlier, it said four and a half. I think it took me like five, maybe six hours to beat it the first time, but I'm one who goes around looking at everything, wanting to make sure I don't miss a thing. So, um, yeah, casually, uh, you know, the casual player, you know, should be able to do it within four and a half hours, pretty easily. Hmm. So this game is uh, is story driven. There's really not a. The only objective is to actually learn what happens, learn why the character is in, is where he is, and and why he wants to go, why he wants to go to the moon, right? So that's cool. Basically, and what it would take to get him there once right. they find out why, because finding out why is only the problem. They have to find out how to motivate his subconscious to get him there, and that is a pretty okay. interesting part. So is he just wanting to go to the moon as, per se, like an astronaut to go hang out for a while and come back? Or at this point, oh, whatever this story set, is it if we've like put civilization on the moon and he just wants to go to stay? It's set. It is set in the future, but I don't think there's any colonization there. It's it's like I think as far as space travel is, it's like like it is now. You know, kind of this. You know this place up there that's cool to go. There is a, 
it's an interesting reason why he why he wants to go, but that I won't get too much into. But yeah, it's he just kind of wants to become an astronaut and go there. Is a simple way to say it. Yeah, because when the doctors, the scientists are there, one thing I will say is when they approach it, they're told, "Okay, we got to get him to the moon." Okay, that's pretty simple. To them, they think it's a simple task. So. Mm-hmm. That's what, when you start digging into the game, that's why it keeps it very interesting because that's what builds up the mystery. Because you think you're, because it actually gets you as the player feeling that way too. Like, oh, we're going to go to the moon. Okay. We're going to figure this out. It's not a big deal. And then, boom, you start hitting these mysteries and these roadblocks and stuff. It's really very interesting. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. I was just going to say, yeah, that's uh, that's basically the gist of it. Uh, you know, I guess, I guess I will say, uh, I didn't think to put in like the notes or anything, but uh, he uh, he did make like a sequel to it, and like these two mini shows that kind of like they're like uh, they add more to the story, you know, of like the uh, two scientists, because the scientists, you know, even though the you know Johnny and his wife, you know, River. You know, is interest. You know, their story is interesting. The to, to two scientists that are to, that are that are in there, they're they're also very interesting characters. You can tell that they're both dealing with things on their own. You know, you know their own lives too. You know, and their own job. You know, life decisions and stuff. So hmm. they they are also part of this interesting story. And there's. Uh, the little mini shows that kind of branch that take place after the main game and then the uh, sequel, uh, Finding Paradise, you know, continuous story with the with the two uh, with the two uh, scientists. Yeah, they are funny. Mm-hmm. They are pretty funny, especially Watts. He he makes a lot of like geek references and stuff like that. <laughs> makes yeah. a good uh, Kamehameha joke. <laughs> Hell, he does. <laughs> so is that Dragon is Ball? The... Is the iOS and Android platform about the same gameplay? Should be, should be. Uh, I'm assuming that you move them with your with your uh, finger and stuff like that. It's touch controls. I'm assuming, or either there's a a little tracker on the side of the, uh, on the corner that you can use to move. But I'm I'm assuming it's the same thing. Yeah, I didn't know that. It, I didn't know it was it existed on it. I wish that it would port on to other like systems, like a uh, Switch or PlayStation or something, so more people can enjoy it. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. I know when I when I say I cried like a baby playing this game, I'm not freaking playing. I sobbed. Yeah, I did too. Because. It's freaking good in the story. I'm telling you, man, it's gonna hit you. I recommend anybody to play this game because it's a beautiful story, man. It's, it's really not. It's you don't expect it out of a game. It's just crazy. Yeah, the uh, everything combines to make it to, to make it really emotional. Like the uh, like I said, the song by Laura Shigahara playing during a, cer- a certain scene. That's you know, it, it's it's. Definitely, yeah. It's uh, his, it does get very emotional. <laughs> How many times have you beat this game, Chuck? Because I personally have played through it uh, three times. I think that's about right for me. I've played through it once. Then I've 
bought it again in a bundle. So I beat it that time too. I beat it a third time. I've seen it let's played two or three times also <laughs> watching other people <laughs> play it. So it's been it's been a little bit since the last time I saw or played it, but yeah, it's a, it's a, the last time I, uh, I didn't get as emotional as I remember, as I was expecting the last time I watched it, but, but, uh, yeah, the other times I was like, dang, I'm still getting chopped up. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll definitely, I'm telling you, man, the feels, it'll, it'll hit the feels. <laughs> Does anybody uh, have any other questions? Or should you have anything else to add to what you're saying? I think I'm good. So, Wade, Scott, Zach, you're going to be playing this game, right? I'm going to uh, check it out, sure. Oh, yeah. Seems mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I need something to do to work tomorrow, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Wade's like, yeah, I'm tomorrow. I'm going to start it before yeah, I go to bed and. Play it all day tomorrow. It only t seriously, it only take you about four or five hours to beat it if you play it straight. Yeah, it's, it's really, really not... short. Um, it's worth it though. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. um, and it's only five bucks on the Android. That's what I was looking at. Five bucks. I can't beat that. Yeah, it's ten dollars on Steam and I think good old games. But if you wait for some of the like the sales, the big sales on the Steam, yeah, you can get it. Like for two bucks or maybe even ninety nine cents, I think I saw it one time. So, um, yes. no reason not to not to get it. It's, it's worth a two dollar gamble. <laughs> you see oh, that yeah. it's not even yeah, it's not even a gamble. You're definitely guaranteed a good time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to the moon. All right. Well, I guess then what that should be end of that segment. That's our first present day topic. Uh, Shook, thank you for preparing that, man. That was awesome information. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. That was good. And uh, now we're going to move on to our next topic. Um, after this little short break, um, we're going to be talking about Super Mario Maker 2, which is, just came out uh, last few weeks. So, last I think it was in June two. when it came out. You sure it wasn't two weeks? Oh, yeah, it could have been June. Yeah. It's been a few weeks. Yeah. Probably about three or four weeks now. But it's a fantastic game. We'll talk about that after this little short break. And we're going to, again, this will be another short break. Uh, rolling right back into a, another segment. So stick around for a few seconds. We'll see you then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, gamers of all ages. Thanks for coming back and listening. Hope you've been enjoying the show for so far. I know I've been really enjoying it. So Shook and Wade, again, I'd like to say thank you for being here. Mm -hmm. It's been Thanks awesome having me. you guys on. Appreciate it. And make sure you guys check out their links in the description of this podcast. Wade has an awesome Instagram page called The Briar Patch Family. Go check him out. And we'll, you'll hear more about that at the end. But go check him out. And Shook's got a YouTube channel. I will link it. He's got lots of videos on there. Go, go hang out and leave a comment. And make him do some more videos. Okay. <laughs> do it. Anyway, but we're going to talk about Super Mario Maker 2. That's our next present day topic. And it's a game I've been playing a lot of lately on my live streams. I believe I've done about 
know, six or seven streams maybe so far. So I've maybe eight. So I've played about 15, 16 hours of this game, but mostly just been playing uh, user-created levels uh, because I, on the live streams, uh, the people watching actually will submit their levels to me, and I play them, and most of them make me want to beat my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you hand the kids the keys to the kingdom, man. Yeah. <laughs> Means they're good levels. Oh, my God. Some of them are really good, but difficult. Some of them are really difficult, but stupid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but that's okay. You know, it, it's, it, it promotes creativity in children, which is great. It's a, it really is. Um, and there's a lot of troll levels I've played where, like, if you go in, you can go into a section, but then you try to jump out of it, and there's invisible blocks pop up on you. Oh, wow. And then you die. You just die. It's like, okay. So this, I just, this when this I do that, I just look at the screen. Like, criminals. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Serial Killers Maker 2. So Super Mario Maker 2 is exactly how it sounds. You create your own Mario maps. And it just came out on June... What was that? June 28th? Yep. 2019 is a very new game. Been out about a month. Very hot. The crazy thing about this game is it came out... Uh, the first one came out on the Wii U a few years back. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, the Wii U DS. did not have... Yeah, it came out on the DS afterwards. Mm-hmm. We did not have a good life, so this game was popular, but it also did not grab the audience that it probably should have mm. because the Wii's popularity was not there. Did they not put part one on the Switch as well? No, mm. they have not. Part two, they held out because part two has a lot of the same elements uh. as part one, but they've added some things, which we'll go over. Um, Super Mario Maker... Two Super Mario Maker One was on Wii U, and as you mentioned, the 3DS. Yeah, the both versions did okay. Didn't really have a big audience because Nintendo just basically let the Wii U die. They're just like, okay, it it was sick from birth, so we're <laughs> let it. We're gonna let that one die and forget. It. Just put it in a dark closet and forget about it. I don't. Know, I kind of like the Wii U console. I don't know mm-hmm. why it didn't. Now, Wii U console is actually a fun console, but the problem was they did not differentiate themselves enough from what they were doing with the Wii. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see called, that. About the, they, the only thing, the major difference was the controller. It was the big one. When, you know, it had the big touchscreen and all that crap on it. Yeah, it had like a 24-inch flat screen you had to hold. To <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, it was a novel idea Nintendo likes to do. I think what they should have done, though, they should have abandoned the Wii name. Right. For one of my opinion on it. They should not have called it Wii U. It should, that's a stupid name, first off. What it was really the, isn't. What was the U part? You. You, literally. You. Like, literally, you. You're. Blah, blah. It's stupid. It's a stupid concept because it was confusing to people. Nobody understood it. Right. Well, like, I mean, the Wii was already basically. You were the the controller i mean you had the the you know the control pad or whatever in your hand you were but your movements is is what you know controlled the games but on the regular Wii, i think me and some friends from uh back in the day would play uh just dance all the time and all you really Mm -hmm. have to do you don't even have to stand up and dance you just move your hand right it's pretty great yeah 
basically what they were trying to play at was we was about playing with others. We, yeah. we, <clears throat> you includes you. Yeah. Like now it's got some stuff for you to do. <laughs> you know, it, it was stupid. So you, now you can play by yourself as well. Not just bully. <laughs> like we promote masturbation as healthy. Oh my God. Yeah. Play by yourself. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Hey, if you guys ever want to make it, you listeners out there, ever want to make a drinking game <laughs> for every time Tonic says masturbation, take a shot. I promise you will get well lit. <laughs> this is and a I, public and service And you should thank me. The more you know. Copy, uh, you know, link us on Twitter when you get fucked up, okay? <laughs> Give us credit. So... Anyway, the Wii U didn't have success. Super Mario Maker was out, and it had success in a niche, niche, niche group, right? And it had popularity online, but it's just most of it was more of look at this hard ass level that this guy <laughs> made. right, like the the fire arm things out of level five castle or whatever, and somebody just made a whole fucking stage of those. Yep, I saw a video of that on Facebook earlier today. Yeah, was, I posted uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, level one, man, Mario 1-1, one, one, and you got all those damn firearms and yeah. shit flying everywhere. It was like uh, you trying to, uh, you know, de-stress yourself, and then fucking, mm. like, all those <laughs> fucking arms everywhere. Yeah, it's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> so people can come up with some cool stuff. So that's what Mario Maker is. Now, they've released it on the Switch, and of course, Switch is one of the most... This is probably the hottest console out there right now. Mm-hmm. And um, then the... Um, what what are they calling the uh, new switch that they're making the portable the switch light? Yeah, the switch light. Uh, they so also the have controllers the don't come off of it, but you can uh, still play the games and everything. Yeah, switch light doesn't. Have, yeah, exactly. It's more like a it's a permanent handheld. It doesn't yeah. dock up. It's just permanent handheld. It's going to replace the three DS. It's going to go away eventually. Well, three DS done no. went away a long time ago. They had to go back to two DS because if they make a three DS and sell it. They have to give somebody royalties. Remember. Hmm. Anyway, they still make similar. They still make it, but it's Here just dying that out word again. because they're moving over to the Switch. <laughs> Fucking similar. <laughs> similar. They're moving to the Switch as a handheld. So Switch Lite coming out. Yes. Um, so it's pretty cool. But that thing is, that's why the Switch is awesome because you can play these games that look awesome on you. You can just take it with you. You'll be playing when like when your mom is. The days are over when your mom says, pause it and play it later. <laughs> like, we can't I'm just gonna bring this it. shit with me, you know. I'm just gonna grab it out of the dock, and we're gonna get in the back of the van and strap myself in and play some more as we go somewhere. It's freaking epic! It's it's great. So anyway, we're not talking about just the Switch. We're talking about Super Mario Maker Two. So it's on the Switch now, which is a very very popular console, and this is gonna have a great community already. You can see the community for this is huge. Go to YouTube, type in Super Mario Maker Two. And you will find slews of videos. Just I mean, just live streams constantly. I mean, it's 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 big, big stuff. Um, so basically, they took Super Mario Maker. And they've added a lot of things to it to create part two. It was like the three D world stuff, right? We got the three D world, yes. But the, the you know when you got themes, right? You have a course theme. Mm-hmm. The first Mario Maker have five. The second Mario Maker has ten. Holy you shit. got the ground, underground, underwater, ghost house, airship, desert, snow, forest, night, and sky. So it's pretty awesome. Many more options for you on the Switch. 
Uh, the four style options, as you mentioned, Super Mario 3D World is new. Hmm. And it's different, too, because you can't just... Like, the other ones is Super Mario, Super Mario World, and New Super Mario Brothers. You can actually intertwine and mingle those three together. Like, put different elements of each one inside of your map. But if you do anything Super Mario 3D World, it has to be strictly Super Mario 3D World. You can't oh, do it. You yeah. can't mix it or anything. Well, in 3D World, uh, didn't it have um, like pipes you could go down and you could do like the 8-bit thing on the side of a mountain or some shit? Or was that Odyssey? That was Odyssey. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, Odyssey was really cool, too. If you could make Odyssey levels, oh, man. That'd be stupid. <laughs> that would be insane. Uh, but that would definitely be a harder task yeah. obviously um so yeah 3d world is a new addition but you can only do it 3d world style you can't do it any other style which limits you a little bit but not really because there's a ton of things in super mario 3d world so. yeah it's pretty crazy the cat suit so was you, probably the thing that i liked the most in that game yeah that was pretty cool i had that on the way you yeah Oh yeah, trust me. These it was so fun getting a, I do live streams and you know people submit the levels. It's crazy what people come up with and how creative they are with this. And then that one kid kept submitting the same level. Well, yeah, he <laughs> wants me to beat that level bad. Play and this, I please. I get to like I'll play it once for him, and I'm like, no, I hate these bouncy orange things. I'm out. <laughs> oh, you talking about the shoes or? It's like a big platform but when you hit it it's like jello you oh boom. no oh no so it's floating in the middle of the air it's moving back and forth then you have to land on it and precisely hit the jump button to make it bounce you up or otherwise it just gives you a dead jump you know what i call dead oh, jump no. you hit it and it's like boom blink, it throws you in the fucking <laughs> d- d- down a pit <laughs> you're not fucking getting anywhere surprise motherfucker and on the way over there, you're getting fucking attacked by thwomps on a little island of a fucking platform the whole way Damn. there. And <laughs> turtles are everywhere. Fuck that level. Okay. So let's just Fuck say that all. kid's a troll, right? <laughs> exactly. These guys are... It's fun to see the creativity, but sometimes I'm just like, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've seen some of these videos, especially like the one you were talking about earlier, Zach. Um, don't own a Switch, never played a Switch, probably will never buy a Switch, but call me when they make Mario Kart Maker. Then I'm that on that be, bitch. That would be sweet. That would be cool. Me. I mean, I they had that. an excite bike create a track, so that wouldn't be that much of a step up. Dude, that's true. Yeah, Mario Kart Maker would be badass. Damn it. Okay, guys, I'll be right back. Pistol Masturbator. Oh, <laughs> Take a shot. And take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that would be pretty epic, Wade. That's hey, look at that long. alien over there. You better have sex with each other. Dirty <laughs> 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 work. It's nice. awesome. Yeah. It smells like fish. Sorry, I was that's a That's another drinking game we could do with our podcast. How many times we reference dirty work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It happens a that's lot. That's like the ultimate fucking movie, dude. If you can't reference dirty work in your day to day life, you're fucking living it wrong. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> My favorite scene in that movie is when they're putting the fish in the mansion. Yep. And the guy's like, it smells like fish in here. What's that code word? Yeah, is a like cop for something? <laughs> he's got a chainsaw. He took the chainsaw away. Now he's using it on me. 
no, a grenade! <laughs> and the squishy sounds as they're walking yeah. through. <laughs> and then after all that's over, they just like drop the fish. She like hides the fucking fish before they leave out the door. <laughs> it's like all that shit went on, and you're like, nah, we're still gonna have the fish. Fuck it. That's so good. <laughs> What are you guys doing? To, oh I just man. wanted you to go talk to him. <laughs> I want to make a dirt. I need to make a Super Mario Maker episode based on dirty work. Do it. Like have dirty uh, uh, hookers whores, coming out of the dead cars. dead hookers in yeah. the trunks and stuff. <laughs> Use the I'm cheap gonna, jeeps oh. for that. Yeah. Saigon whore to bite, bite your nose off. <laughs> At least my nose wasn't bit off by a Saigon whore. You, you bastard! Bastard! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a fantastic movie. Oh, my God. So, yeah, Super Mario Maker 2 is still here. Um, one of the cool things they've added is uh, you can have night and day versions of levels now. That's pretty awesome. Um, which, you know, it actually changes the aesthetic, of course. But then you also have uh, different um, mechanics when you play the level. At, say, for instance, at nighttime, a forest level will see... Uh, turns water into poison, so mm. if you hit the, you know, you die. So, and then in snow levels, it makes the ice more slippery at night. Right. So you can mix that kind of stuff in. I've played a couple of levels where you quit, you hit a pipe. Next thing you come out, boom, you're in a night level. And the 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 four is all different, and it throws you off a little bit. So it's it's something that you can use to be creative. Um, they've also let you use the on and off switches in the new Super Mario Maker Two, which is turn a like you can put red blocks and blue blocks. So in the on and off switches will say if you hit on, it'll be blue, and if you hit off, it'll be red. You see, hmm. or you can turn the color off. So then there's a lot of levels or like there's a uh, like a beetle or a turtle shell that's going back and forth, and you go and it uh it basically sets up a timer for each le- uh, block, the red block and the blue block. So you have to time your jumps to when they're going to appear and disappear. Hmm. So it's another game element that they've added into this thing that makes it super mad. I mean, it just makes you piss off. Super Mario World. Yes. It'll piss you off. Oh, definitely piss you off. Hell, it pissed me off Super Mario World. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, you can put new enemies. You got the 3D World also. You know, the enemies on there. You got Cat Bullet Bill, Meowser. Meowser. And Sharvarg. <laughs> Yeah, Bowser. It's the big fucking cat Bowser. He's wow. massive. And he's been in so many of these damn levels that these people are submitting to my dreams, man. And you mm-hmm. have to shoot him with fireballs, and you don't know really if you're hitting him or not. And oh he's God. jumping all over the place. It's really, it's insane. It's fun. I mean, it's fun, though. I mean, it is pretty fun. It is frustrating, too. Uh, you got horizontally moving thwomps. You got Bonsai Bill, Fire Bros, Skip Squeaks. Uh, so it's all in the, they've added tons of new enemies. So again, you're you've got a bigger set of tools in your toolbox to create Mario maps. Now you've got lots of bullshit you can throw at people like me. <laughs> bullshit, <laughs> <And laughs> fucking turns. <laughs> and they've added uh, this is a new addition for Mario Maker Two is is story mode. The, the first one did not have a story mode, which I would have been pissed about. If I had bought that and there was no story mode. So what's the story mode? Um, Story mode is actually... It actually has over 100 courses designed by Nintendo. 
And basically, what its main goal is to show you what's cap- what this game is capable of. Right. Give you ideas. But, but it also gives you a little story. You're trying to rebuild Princess Peach's castle. Her castle gets destroyed at the beginning of the game. Of course, by Bowser and his motherfuckers. And mm-hmm. you have to go and earn money to go into these levels. Basically, they... The theme each level is somebody's hiring you to go beat this level because of some reason. That's pretty cool. And and then you get paid coins, and when you you save up enough coins, you can build different sections of the castle back up. Sweet. So have they locked any of the um, options or blocks or anything behind uh, actually playing the story mode at all? Yes, actually, you've got um, there's a hammer Mario or. I forget what they, exactly what they call him, Worker Mario, whatever the the one with the hard hat Mario with the hard hat and shit. Mm-hmm. The, there's a hammer that's like the power up for that. You cannot use that in your map without beating the game. You have to beat the game. Oh, nice. Hmm. Oh, Story cool. mode. In ones you made, right? Yeah, you can't use it in ones you made, right? And you can use it in the story mode. And you can use it in other people's levels. If they, if yes. They, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't make a level that includes that without beating the game. Okay. Correct. Gotcha. Right. That's what I thought you Yeah, you can play. Yeah, yeah, you can play any level without having beaten the game. Because I, I can attest to that because I have not beaten the story mode. Every stream, I, my attention is, well, if I don't get anybody submitting levels, I'll play through the story mode. And guess what? That's happened once. <laughs> the rest of the times, like, hey, play this one. And I'll have a list of fifteen or twenty maps each time I do a stream. <laughs> it's crazy. You understand that your viewers actually like to watch you rage, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I've held off on submitting some mean ones too, so um, I should just I should just give in and be like the rest. Yeah, it's fine. Honestly, I I want the harder the level, the better, because it is entertaining for them to watch me get frustrated. And then, hey, if they want me to be frustrated, that's what I'll be that day. But I actually <laughs> don't take it that bad. I actually. Uh, I enjoy it. It's fun. Because the thing is, I can just be like, ah, screw this level. Let's do another one. Because <laughs> there's plenty of levels being submitted. I'll just keep going. This is what makes this game, I think, special is the community that it's building. It it really has, like, I've gained, I don't know, 30, 40 subscribers just by playing this game on the stream. Just And these are people who are dedicated to this game. They just love it. They love And they'll go around to other streamers sharing, too. Because I've popped in, like, at the end of my stream, we'll do a raid or something, go to somebody else's stream, and then I'll go over there, and if somebody that said, hey, i got to go, uh, got to get up early in the morning, they're over there hanging out at this guy's stream trying to get them to play their level. You know, they didn't leave me. They just kind of lied to me, which, which is fine. I don't care. It's just funny that they make up some, a reason to leave to go to this other guy to get and all they're doing over there is, hey, will you play my level? 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 <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, shut the fuck up. The more people they get to play their level, it satisfies them. It makes them happy. And well, that's great. And I love that. I, I have no, you know, I'm not even dissing them. That's pretty awesome that they care enough about that level to see more people play it and share it. And it's got a rating system on the game. So like when you get to playing a level, even if you don't beat it, you can say you like it or don't like it. You can leave a comment on it. You can leave a comment inside the map somewhere. It's like giving somebody advice or saying great work on this map or this fucking sucks and whatever you can do that on the map hmm. so nintendo 
is, is really creating a good community with this game, and it's and it and it can be. Uh, it's Nintendo, so they they protect it very well too. So it's not going to be a bunch of vitriol, you know. It's not going to be hateful stuff all the time. But you can still say like, "Oh, this sucks," or "Boo," you know, "This is not good." But it still builds a great community, and you can actually go on there, and there's thousands thousands upon thousands of maps out there already and you can actually play modes where it's just those you random maps you don't even pick them you just play them you say random maps and then it just keeps throwing maps at you and you can play different ones from different people or you can get codes a nine digit code that somebody can give you to play their level that's how i do it on the live streams they type in a command and then they type in the code and it puts on a list for me and i just type in the code and play their level so you got that. They've actually shrunk down the codes from what they were. They're, they're shorter now. Uh, Mario Maker 1, I forget how long they were. 15, 18. Now it's only 12. Uh, no, it's only 9. I think it was like 15. Yeah. So they've shrunk that down, made that a little easier to share. So it's a lot of cool things you can do with this game. I mean, it's, you got co-op now. So you can play together on the same Switch. The... Uh, online co-op is not there yet. They're adding it. There's also, they're going to have online where you can play with your friends, but you won't be able to play ranked matches. There's going to be a ranking system that you can play other people's maps and it'll rank, you'll, you can earn rankings and work your way up to leaderboards and things like that. It's competition type of stuff. But you also can play with your friends online in a future update. They haven't added that yet. But you can actually play with your friends online as well, but it won't be ranked. It'll just be unranked matches. There's some maps that are designed that actually are built for multiplayer. Like so they build a somebody will create a map that's built for two players to play it. There's a lot of cool things you can do. They do have it, I think, to where you can play with strangers multiplayer now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can play with strangers now. Just not friends. Right. You can't play with Not friends yet. until the future update. Yes, yeah, a good clarification on that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen a. I've watched one guy play a bit of multiplayer. It's. It's seems like it's laggy on certain. Uh, like certain Mario games, if the thing is based on it, you know. I think maybe like Mario Three seems really laggy, or Super Mario World seems laggy. But uh, from what I heard. From him saying it's like there's no Nintendo servers, it's just like pure, so it's like based on, I guess whoever's hosting their internet. Hmm. Yeah. So. So there's gonna I, be with it being so new, it's still got some. They still got some issues to work out. That, that seems that. seems kind of odd that they wouldn't want you to be able to play with your friends first, instead of you know playing with people you don't know. Nintendo always makes this mistake though. They always make this mistake. They always make it difficult to play with your friends. They all they always make it difficult. I don't know why. Like, why do you have a freaking friend code still for your Switch? You still have that. That's still a thing. And wow. It's a long ass code. You still have a friend code. You have to put in. It's like it doesn't make it easy. Like, just have a gamer tag name. It's like any other like Xbox and PlayStation. And you can just share your name. Boom, it's done. Right. Nintendo doesn't do that. They go over and they go over board with it they, to protect people which i understand what they're coming from they are a more family-oriented system they are a more family-oriented company 
they aren't the company that's bringing you tons of like you know rated M games that, that they make now now they do allow rated M games it's just that they don't make them yeah so with their system they do the same thing they just protect try to protect people but people really got into their ass and they announced that you couldn't play with your friends online yeah Just well see there work. again there again you're talking about protecting their system protecting your friends and your family and whatnot i mean it seems to me like playing with strangers would be more of a risk than playing with people you knew and it would make it they would make it easier to play with people you knew you were friends with than they would to make it with you know make you play with other people you didn't know it's just well, yeah, but but the thing is it is truly random though it's not you don't get to communicate with those people oh yeah you're just playing you know and those people are there from what, from what i heard they uh they were the reason they didn't want you playing with your friends is so you can't like cheese the leaderboards that was literally the reason like you know that's the reason they gave yeah yeah it's stupid they could have just like, been like uh, unranked <laughs> yeah that's what people immediately said why don't you just make those matches unranked Duh. <laughs> so they are adding that later in the update so they're fixing it but this game uh, the, my favorite thing about this game is not the gameplay although the gameplay is a magnificent it's the music that this game offers that people can put into the game yeah well I mean it's Mario so the music's gonna be good anyway it's so freaking good. There's remixes and stuff that they've added to this game that I haven't heard on any other Mario game. Hmm. And it's uh, Koji Kondo is the composer of a lot of this stuff, and it's freaking insane good. So, yeah, that'll be that's that's one thing you definitely listen for is the soundtracks. All right, well, I don't have much else to add. Super Mario Maker Two is available now. You pay it's fifty nine ninety nine. It's on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I recommend it highly. It's very fun. If you like Mario games, play it. I mean, it's very fun playing other people's levels, and you seriously, it's just a good time. It really is very fun. That's what I have to say about it. Anybody else have anything to add or questions or anything? Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, I'm fine. I'm just curious though. All these people that's been trolling you with these levels. I wonder <laughs> if they. I wonder if they've had the joy of taking this gray cartridge out of this plastic sleeve, blowing the dust off the bottom before they stick it into a machine. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, shit. That old school Mario Brothers game was hard as hell. Mm. Beat oh, it 22 yes, it times was. in a row. Why so And it came in a package deal too. Yeah, with Duck Hunt <laughs> and Tetris and Dr. Mario. It didn't come with Tetris. Just Duck Hunt. <laughs> Ass hat. Hey, leave my word alone. And I I want to know who the hell took my word and spread it amongst the fucking commoners of this world. <laughs> I've heard it on movies and television shows, bud. <laughs> I know. I should be getting paid for this shit. <laughs> I'm literally yeah. the first person you heard say that. <laughs> yeah, just shut up. No. <laughs> you probably think it's the same thing as fucking Tetris. So what but what are we talking about? 
Similar. <laughs> you know, that's, Simmering? That's, that's I like to simmer some stuff. Soup. What are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about ending this segment this in oh, between this segment sounds delicious. you're gonna have the second soundtrack spotlight of the episode and it'll be me doing this one and we're talking about pretty much every game we've had today he's got great soundtracks honestly and it's gonna be him so, singing veggie tales songs heck yeah <laughs> broccoli see i told you celery gotta be but yes so enjoy the segment soundtrack spotlight and we'll see you for our final segment of this awesome five segment podcast uh we're going to talk about future game controls that will be presenting that so we'll see you in just a moment what's up listeners this second soundtrack spotlight is brought to you by my youtube channel bang bang potential live streaming games like super mario maker 2 the sinking city and minecraft bang bang Potential provides you with a great community and a fun, interactive place to watch video games. Go to youtube.com slash C slash bang bang potato and subscribe today. In my edition of the Soundtrack Spotlight, by the way, Scott, great job on yours. I want to share with you a few tracks from the game To The Moon. I have played through this game three times and I cried all three times. Am I emotional? Sure am. But this game has one of the best stories in gaming history, in my opinion. And when that story is mixed with an emotional soundtrack, there isn't many people who wouldn't cry when they experience this wonderful game. This first track is the title track called To The Moon Main Theme. A sweet, innocent tune that pulls you into a world where love is a lighthouse. Play the game. You will understand. last track I will share gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. Titled Four River Piano Johnny's Version. My eyes swell remembering the moment when Jonathan and River first meet. Again, play the game. You will understand. Thank you for listening to today's Soundtrack Spotlight, brought to you by my YouTube channel, Bang Bang Potato. Come hang out, say hi, and tell me you heard about my channel from this podcast. It's now time to leave the moon and head back to the show. All right, gamers, it's been a long process today. 
thank you so much for hanging in there with us. It's been a fun, though. That's the key. Having a good time. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We're on our final segment, the future game. And yes, it's the only one future game topic today. Thank so, goodness, because I don't think I could write any more fucking notes. <laughs> <laughs> and Zach, of course, take it away, my friend. This is your game. My okay, so this game uh, is called Control. And um, I didn't even know this game existed. I was, I think I was watching some stuff on YouTube, and I seen Control somewhere. And I was like, well, fuck, what the hell is that? So looked it up, watched a video of it, and... Um, Seems some pretty cool shit. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever watched Grandma's Boy, but you know he's developing his own game. You know, and the 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 predator looking dude's like throwing shit around stuff like that. So this is what that kind of reminded me of. So I was like, well, this looks interesting, and I still hadn't picked a topic for this podcast. So I was like, well, fuck it, we're just gonna do this. And um, so people that made Max Payne. Alan Wake, Quantum Break, actually made this game. Uh, that company is Remedy Entertainment. Um, now, instead of being published by uh, Windows, they're actually published by uh, 505 Games on this one. Um, it's going to be available on Windows, PS4, and Xbone. I'm not saying the other one because it's Xbone. Uh, it will come X-Bone. out next month, um, August the 27th, 2019. So by the time you hear this, it may be August 1st already. I don't know. Just depends. Mm-hmm. It's only a week away. Um, a little bit about this game, uh, what I did find, um, I will just read it word for word because it's very short. Um, I will read what they actually had posted on their site, and then I'll read what I kind of ciphered out um, of what they had, um, you know, as far as material goes. Um, Basically, it's after a secretive agency in New York is invaded by otherworldly threat, you become the new director struggling to regain control. And I've already told you it's Remedy Entertainment, so we can pass that. Uh, The main character's name is Jesse Faden, and... She's actually she's looking, fading. Fading. She, she's fading. Yeah, she's faded. I don't know. She's kind of faded, but I feel all right. Man, that's a good song. That's back in the day. I banged to that. I ain't song. heard that one. I'm a long sure time. you did. <laughs> good God, I remember that. Yeah, every time it was playing, we're like, I'm fucking going outside. Anyway. <laughs> so the way she ends up in this situation is she's looking for her brother. That was taken when they were kids. Um, basically, there was like this supernatural uh, event in their hometown. And of course, the Federal Bureau of Control or FBC uh, took the kid. Uh, his name was Dylan. And basically, he was nowhere to be found or never heard from again. Um now, how she became the director was uh, the Bureau's director was killed. I'm not sure how he was killed. I'm sure it was one of the uh, things that come through and possess uh, some of the people there, and they were called a hiss. Uh, so they would possess him, <laughs> and then, of course, probably you know turned around and shot him in the head or something. Yeah, right, hiss. <laughs> so the building that she actually goes to is called the Oldest House, and... To give you some kind of visualization of what the oldest house looks like, it's a 
what they describe as brutalist architecture. So it's like just solid concrete with like some strong line architecture. So boxy, uh, basically. Mm. Um, they consider the building uh, itself a place of power. So the hiss actually corrupts the the building plus people in it. So mm. you have all these workers just walking around. They'll leave you know, guns and some of them are mutated um, and, and just different weird shit uh, like that. And then as you unlock new abilities and clear uh, some of the areas, you'll unlock um, fast travel locations are just called control points. Um, I guess that's just going with the theme of the game. Uh, the AI in the game itself actually bases the enemy's um, difficulty on how much you've cleared the game and what abilities you have unlocked and different weird shit like that. Uh, she oh, cool. comes upon this weapon, um, and it's just called the service weapon. It's a gun. And you can use it, and it does multiple different things as far as what I could tell in the video. And then she also has, like, telekinesis, um... I'm not sure of what other abilities she has because it doesn't really go on to voice tell you vagina. Much. Voice vagina. Okay, so that's where we're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> that's a special ability. I'm sure it is. Um, what anime are you watching? Uh, I think he's into <laughs> hentai now. I don't know. Wow. But, I mean, <laughs> well, she probably could e easily take it in every hole. So. Oh lord. <laughs> you mean the tentacle? <laughs> Oh my god! There's something very wrong with him. I'm sorry. You brought up hentai. I'm sorry. Oh, you <laughs> brought it up. Anyway, every girl in hentai seems to be very properly lubed in each hole. I'm or the tentacles come with their own lube. I guess I don't. One Could of the be that. Anyway, they might have sweat glands that are lubed. This is a third-person oh view game, which obviously you know for you know you would want to be third-person in this. Because uh, otherwise you wouldn't be able to see all the shit that's going on. Now, the environment is fully interactive. You can pick up shit, throw it, whatever you want to do. Um, from what a, the video I watched, uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot more written about this game uh, yet. And I'm guessing we're not going to know too much more about it until it comes out and we actually get to play it. And this is definitely on my list of games to obtain as soon as it comes out, one way or another. Um, it would be nice if we could get a free copy, but that's not going to happen. Um, that's okay, too. Do you guys have any questions about uh, any of this information? <laughs> no? None? Uh, when, uh, when, when, do you plan, when do you, uh, when do they expect it coming out? Have they given any release date? Yeah, August 27, 2019. You must have been taking a nap. No, I think I was distracted by something. Sorry about uh, that. It was probably that dick pic in uh, Discord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It might have been related to Discord, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm afraid, <laughs> I put my dick in my dog. Oh, my God. Oh my God. No. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. You know, I actually had like a, a viewer on YouTube that think that one of their names was like, I want to have sex with your dog or something like that. Wow. wow. And you didn't ban them from your channel? No, I invited them to come over. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no, dear. <laughs> you don't even have a dog. I can bark. 
Okay. And here we go. <laughs> Uh, 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 let's cut out of the podcast. <laughs> mm. I think that would actually qualify for half a shot because you know he 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 sort of went there, but I think you should drink the whole goddamn bottle now because you're gonna want to get that imagery out of your head. Not enough brain bleach in the world, <laughs> world boys. Exactly. In my defense, I did not post that picture, and it gave me the idea to say things like that. I'm sorry, it's not my fault. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I cracked up pretty hard. I, I, I'm i impressed myself that I was quiet. Oh, you cracked <laughs> up pretty hard, huh? I guess, uh, <laughs> guess somebody got afraid around you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this control game thing is pretty cool. I, I like the I'm, sound of I'm it. I'm definitely ready. Um, the uh, One of the creators gave an interview. It sounds pretty, pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, it definitely sounds like an interesting concept. I'd be, I, I'd, I'd watch a video of somebody playing. Now, it. I will tell you this: if you're looking for multiplayer on this, it's playing not, with or playing with. Not it. ever. There will never no, be multiplayer no. in this game. <laughs> awesome. It means that they're not. That's a good thing. It means they're not specifically trying to cater to everybody. Exactly. So uh, it means it could be a focused experience, which is what the great games are. That would be super mm-hmm. nice. Yep. Now, I have been playing a game recently, um, if you guys have watched the channel, uh, Bloodstained, that is set to have like 13 DLC um, things coming out eventually, and it's all supposed to be free. Of course, it's going to enable co-op play and stuff like that. So hopefully this game will just stay single player and let you uh, do whatever. Now, it is a non-linear exploration game. You don't have to, you know, it's basically not going to tell you exactly what to do and hold your hand to get through it. You're going to have to fucking do your work. You're going to have to think. You're going to use your brain. You know, you're not going to be like, oh, come this way and then go in there. It's not like that. So if uh, you're not serious about actually playing a game, then, you know, it's whatever. All right, then. Um, okay, I guess it wasn't just me, right? Yeah, we lost Destro, I think. So hopefully, he's, I'm not sure what's happening here. So we may end up going. Let's go ahead and do um, the ending part where we talk about our social medias and what. So our guests get to go first. So Shook, tell everybody where they can find you out there and wherever you would like for them to find you out in the world. Well, out in the world, I'd rather people not find me. But if you, if it's like <laughs> online, I'm okay with it. I'm uh, at YouTube, uh, Shook50. I used to do a lot of videos. It's going to happen again at some point. Just indetermined right now. Uh, Maybe sooner than later, but yeah, if you want to hear a random guy ramble about random stuff while playing random games, maybe I'm someone who you can watch. Uh, I can watch you, Shook. I will watch you. You go check out his links down in the description, guys. I think he's got some awesome videos. Go go hang out with him. Subscribe to his channel. Support Shoot Fifty. He's a great dude. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> and Wade, where can everybody find you out there in social media? I know you got a lot going on. Yes, you can find me on Instagram at the Briar Patch Family. Um, it's mostly home life, Disney World, that type of stuff. 
You can also catch Tonic and myself on another podcast called The Disney Tonic. You can catch it on any type of platform, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Podbean, whatever. Uh, so go definitely go check that out, too. It's pretty fun. It's PG. Yeah, it is PG, not like this podcast. <laughs> PG's boring. But we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun talking about it. And we also have a podcast in the works. I'm not going to reveal what it's called yet, or but me, Wade, and Shook will be doing a podcast together soon. Gonna be great. Uh, I think it's gonna be funny. So we'll give you more details uh, as that develops. But it is gonna be happening. So that's, I'm excited to do that with you two guys. It's gonna be fun. So for some reason, mm-hmm. uh, my modem decided to restart itself. Oh well, that's fun. It's very um, aggravating, especially at the end of the yeah. fucking show. And Destro's made it back. So Zach, uh, Destro, Zach. Would you like to uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Okay, you can find me at uh, Reaping Souls on YouTube. It's Reaping Souls 81 on Twitch and at Reaping Souls 81 on Twitter. Reaping Souls. All right, Scott, what about you, my friend? What you got going on? Well, I'm still on the YouTube at The Games of Death. I am on, I think, uh, Twitch, Death Dealer 3 occasionally. Uh, not recently, but maybe sometime soon. And uh, Twitter is at Death Dealer Three. So yeah, that's where you can find me. In St. Louis, rolling cool. on dubs. Oh, wrong song. But yeah, y'all check out, uh, check them both out on YouTube. There's links are down in the description. Zach's been doing a lot of live streams lately. Uh, go check him out. Bloodstains was really fun to watch you play, Zach. I enjoyed those streams. Yeah, I don't and have the rage that he has, so. Yeah, <laughs> I just beat the he game. He stays calmer. I just he just I don't let the it. game beat me. He lets the game get destroyed. Um, but you also can find me on YouTube, but my channel, Bang Bang Potential. We're having lots of live streams lately. Uh, been growing the channels, doing really well, and I hope you guys will come by and play VR games, Super Mario Maker Two lately. Been playing some other games called the one called The Sinking City. I know Shook, you've really been enjoying that one. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of cool games being played at my channel right now. So come please check me out. Let me know that you heard about us, heard about me on the podcast. That would be wonderful. And of course, I have another podcast called The Disney Tonic. Wade's brought up. Uh, me and Wade talk about Disney uh, topics, and we have a great time with it. We love it because we're big fans of Disney, and we have a lot of trivia episodes lately, which uh, we're ending our. Chapter 2 was some Toy Story trivia episodes, which are going to be super fun. We had a good time recording those. And you can also follow me on Twitter. It's BangBangPotato1. And Instagram is BangBangPotato. Also, you can check out our podcast uh, website. is HortonBrothersGrim.com. It'll take you straight to our Podbean website. And you also can listen to us anywhere podcasts are available. Please be sure to leave us a like, a follow. A five-star rating on iTunes, that would be super wonderful. All right. Does anybody else have anything else they'd like to say before we head out for the for this episode? When you edit this podcast, you're going to want to, uh, like, put all my stuff I was saying and then, like, start what y'all were saying when I came yeah. back in. <laughs> Good luck. Correct. Yeah. I want to piece <laughs> that together, and if we'll figure it out. No big deal. That shouldn't be too bad. All right, guys. Well, thank y'all for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And this is the part of the show where we all say goodbye. So, guys, here we go. <laughs> Latest. Oh, 
Look at that. I didn't want to be first. I never know when to be first. I'm I don't want to go to bed, Daddy. <laughs> it's chaos. It's okay. <laughs> Just say it. Later. See ya. Everybody, peace. Holla. Out. Later.